Weekends, a fantasy football podcast based out of the UK. As ever, I'm your co-host, Fitz. I'm the commissioner of the Anglo-Scott Fantasy Football League and GM of the Chilton Stallions. Uh, I'm joined, as ever, by our sturdy and reliable producer, Flem. How are you doing, Flem? Sturdy and reliable. I've never been called that in my life before. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I've been called a lot worse, so I'll take, I'll take sturdy and reliable. I'm good, mate. I'm good, mate. How are you? Good. Yeah, yeah, very good. And as good as probably our third guest tonight, our returning third guest, a favourite of many who've been listening in, I'm sure. Uh, Lino, how are you doing, Lino? I'm absolutely buzzing at the moment. Here's your music. Yeah, I tell you what, there's not a lot of tunes that got Renegades in it, so... No, yeah, I... Lucky joke. Rage Against uh, the Machine somehow. There was a... There was... Oh, go on, That's quite good, actually. Yeah, yeah, you liking that? Do you think... Do you, I, I would have thought you would have gone with Renegade Master. No, oh, I was hoping you were going to go God, with why the... why did I think of that? I, was, I thought you'd go with... Uh, I think it's a song by Jungle, Living Life Like a Renegade, is quite probably a bit too cool. No, Renegade Master's a genius. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah Renegade Master. Yeah, I see that. Okay, that's going to get yeah. changed for next week. Yeah, Reneg- Renegade, definitely Renegade Master last year. Probably not Renegade Master this year. <laughs> 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 uh, chaps. Well, um, let's dive into our uh, first segment, as usual, our What Three Things. Still not getting any better, is it? Uh, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. Like your your pronunciation of three just yeah. needs to be beefed up a bit on in, into the track because it's okay. you know it's 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 uh, first glance you kind of first listen you go what what's that guy saying who is it that's that's what, that's what it's meant to be it's meant to, to give that ear of mystery about to me that's why I did it oh, oh, okay. I, I I heard Aria Ariana. Nah, no, not Anna oh, Grande. No. It is oh. um, no. uh, um, um, Amelie. Oh, I mean, yeah. absolute one-hit wonder. So I, I heard it. I heard it on the radio the other day, and I, I was remixing it, chanting three. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the I was in the car on my own, so there was nobody to share the amusement with. But I was I was going for it. Oh dear. Well, well, anyway, we're into the segment and we haven't even started yet. So let's uh, let's move on to Flem. Let's, let's hear from your uh, thing this week. What is it? Yeah. Well, my my one thing this week is uh, the biggest mistake that I have made this year so far in fantasy football, and it's this guy. Second and goal. Etienne has 155 yards rushing. Needs another yard to the goal line. End zone touchdown. Travis Etienne. Puts the Jaguars back on top. It's a great job, just Travis Etienne. So, having vision. Travis, Travis Etienne for Jacksonville. Um, I want to talk about him anyway, but I want to talk about him from a personal position as well. And it's good we've got you here, Fitz. And it's good we've got you here as well, Lionel, because you were at the game mm-hmm. uh, this weekend where you saw Etienne um, running it apart. I drafted Travis Etienne in the fourth round this year. Ooh. Really, did you? And yeah, yeah, I drafted him high. I had real high hopes for him. Um, and then I did the normal thing that all fancy football managers do in that he did all right in the first couple of weeks, but not brilliantly. And I went, ah, I've had enough of you and chucked him. And I think I chucked him for 
I can't even remember who I chucked him for, but someone awful. And then who picked him up? I did. Yeah, you did. John and then what's, what's, he, what's he done ever since? He's become the RB number one, and then Robinson got traded, and he's bumped up his scores week by week, and he's almost become a legitimate number two to my chub in my running room, uh, yeah. running back room. He's he's become Legit. he's become the player who, you know, very quickly because obviously he was out injured for pretty much the entire, if not if not the entirety of last season. Um, but listen, um, at the weekend, 156 yards, one touchdown. Um, he's he's got three hundred and fifty odd yards so far this season. Um, look, he's 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 becoming he's becoming an absolute stud running back in what is in reality his debut season. And um, I suppose the question is, where are the limits with Travis Etienne? And more to the point, Andrew, how much does your French wife hate us pronouncing Travis Etienne? <laughs> Yeah, it got to the point where she said, is it not Etienne? Uh, and I think she's questioning every pronunci- everything pronunciation. She's like, surely he'd be annoyed by this uh, because his his names to be called so much. Obviously, they they call every play, yeah, uh, which which is uh, which is which is something you don't pick up on the TV uh, and obviously on Red Zone. And his name got and thing, and then um, we were then the way they they pronounced it was. Et yeah, it was a home game for that, and it was just it was like Audrey, my wife Audrey, uh, she was basically saying is that his nickname, and they don't know how to pronounce it, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, 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 they're and just I, absolutely bastardizing her language. That's yeah. All. <laughs> so, um, so the, other, the, the, the the funny thing was is um, I promised my son uh, it's his birthday next next week, or uh, yeah, so uh, promised him a a jersey, and he wants a uh, before it was we were talking about getting a Trevor Lawrence one. He now wants an ETM one, Etienne which one. is which is mad, isn't it? Because I bet yeah. you'd never even heard of Travis Etienne before that match. Uh, I can't say I, I when I if I noticed that you dropped him, he was not on my radar to pick up. So yeah, he, it was it was uh, one of these it was one of these things. Like I did a lot of research and 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 I was like, right, he's the guy who's going to make it this year. And it was a bold choice going from the fourth round, like really really bold. And actually, it was the right choice. Mm. It was the wrong choice. Yeah. It was me uh, being a dick dropping him so early. Yeah, I, I did actually have him on my if you they're still available late on uh, type list to, to go for. Uh, I think I picked up um, Hall uh, from the Jets, and it he was on yeah. that list as well. And he was, yeah. so I don't know what, what what round I picked him up, but he was my obviously Najee Harris was my disaster pick. Uh, mm-hmm. This although I've traded him for someone who's, who's done pretty well, so that that all worked out. But yeah. He, Etn or Etienne, uh certainly looked the part. He looked, he looked like he put the fear of God into the Denver um, defense, and I can comfortably stay if he stays fit. I can comfortably see him picking up twenty points a game. I don't think he'll ever get forty, uh, like my man uh, and Kamara. Uh, but I think he'll get uh, yeah, he'll average twenty if he stays fit. I think. Um, They'll run it. They don't trust uh, Lawrence to throw the ball that much. No, no. So, uh, so yeah, that was. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, yeah, he looks. He looks a promising player. Exciting. Thoughts on your uh, your star player? I mean, I just couldn't believe he dropped him. To be honest, yeah, it, it just. And well, you know what? We all make mistakes, and we all drop players, and we pick players up, and we wait on players who never come good. So that happens. 
and you'll be kicking yourself, I know, and you and you are. But the bit that actually I can't get made around is how I, I think I was in second in the league, so I'm like second from last and wave of priority, managed to get him. Yeah, That's nobody, else, not, nobody else noticed him at all. So you yeah. dropped him, and then everyone else in the league just didn't see it or ignored it. And I'm like, well, I'll see if I can get him, but I don't think I'll get, it'll get to me. And then he got to me, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you messaged, like, and you messaged me and said, what the hell are you doing putting him in waivers? And I went, yeah, yeah, good luck. Yeah, have him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's a piece <laughs> of trash. I still got that message. I still got that yeah, message. Yeah, saved. I bet you do, mate. I bet you do. Yeah. Um, so so that, that's, that's my one thing, is, first of all, just stating my stupidity, um, but also, you know, really wishing to point out this guy's special. Yeah, uh, and I think I think it's so. pretty clear to everyone this guy is special. Hope so. Hope so. More, uh, more touches. More, more touches. Feed the beast. Feed him. One, one, one thing I would say is after a quiet start for the running backs, they are picking up now. That's just generally. It's not not just not just him. There's yeah, we saw Kamara, McCaffrey uh, do forty plus point games. We've seen Eckler after a quiet start picking up. I know maybe it's the weather, as in it's not as nice weather, so <laughs> less chance of throwing the ball. Okay, thanks, Flem. Good one thing, particularly for me. Uh, let's move on. I'm going to go with my one thing this week. It's from the Panthers game. Walker on first down, moving to his left. And now Walker fires downfield, looking for DJ Moore. In oh, the end my zone. God! It's a diving catch for a Panthers touchdown. Wow! 62 yards. Carolina has tied the game. There is a flag thrown during the celebration. Forty-eight yard extra point attempt by Pinheiro is no good. I mean I was gonna jump in before the flag section. Great great catch on the audio. I mean mean, first of all, the commentary on those plays was absolutely brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, yeah. the, the play itself was unbelievable watching it. The fact that he caught that and, and they bombed it and they tied up. And then, so that my one thing, right, is how much, everyone knows if you caught the game or seen the highlights, Pinheiro then missed that extra point. So then it goes to overtime. Then he has a kick and he misses that. And then obviously the Falcons go and win it and then go top of the NFC South. And I know, Lino, you've got some thoughts on kickers. For me, my question and my one thing is how much of it is on more? How much of it is on Pinheiro, right? Because if he doesn't do that stupid helmet off thing, yeah, he's an amazing catch, amazing play. It's a it's a standard extra point. They win the game, right? Yeah. It's and 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 yeah, the kickers committed two kicks, both of them, one long, one not so long. But I look at it and go, I'm interested. I what you both think about percentage of who owns the blame in this scenario? Like Uh, I've got I've got this I've got this thing in every sport as well, and and it's you know I. I love players who've got flair, but what I hate is players who've got arrogance and uh, players who are overly arrogant and uh, and end up arsing it for the rest of their team. And that's what DJ Moore did. Okay, He 100% did that. There was yeah. no need for him to do that, thinking rationally. And yeah, the excitement of the game or whatever, and it was one hell of a play in the last few minutes, you know, or the last few seconds even. To, to get that touchdown. It really was a hell of a play. But to then make it all about him and lose the game, yes, there's there's fault in the kicker, but you know, it suddenly moved back to being a, a straightforward extra point to being what 48 yards, which is no 
means straightforward for, for anyone, professional kicker or otherwise. Um, a load of the blame's got to go on Moore for me. What do you so think, just, just, uh, yeah, I tend to agree. So just clarify, they take the helmet off, yep. that is an automatic flag. Yeah. Okay. It's not like, I know, dancing provocatively. I know no. some of them get that. Okay. Yeah, I, I I put the blame on Moore. He could have he could have done a flexed his muscles. He could have jumped into the crowd. He could have banged his chest. He could have he, done a quadruple backflip for all yeah, I care in the end zone. He, he could have done the the gritty dance or whatever it was. And obviously that I was celebrating hard because I had him in my uh, team. Picked him up on waivers if people are interested. And he was he's <laughs> the first time one of my receivers receivers has, has, has caught a ball like that. So yeah. I, then you just put that unnecessary pressure on the kicker, and it goes. Something I was talking about on the WhatsApp group earlier was those kickers must. How do they sleep at night? They're they're thought thinking. Do they just want to get off the field and not have anything to do, or do they want kicks to I know, become the hero and all that kind of stuff? But yeah, you'd expect them to be able to make it. You'd expect him to have made the field goal in in overtime. But it's one of those things. It's I think anyone who plays golf when you start missing. Uh, putts you should be making you just can't there's nothing you can do uh, and it's in, your head. Uh, it's in your head and the yips or whatever it's called and I think that's what got to him I just then the camera zooms in on him for the whole of the Atlanta play and was, I honestly I don't know how much money there's a guy on but I just felt sorry for him yeah, yeah I mean not... I mean like I I put it down to yeah. the, the field goal in overtime you know was his fault because it was an easier kick than the than the extra point mm. um, so you, so you can put it down to that but they wouldn't have been in that position if DJ Moore hadn't been a petulant dickhead. But but hold on, hold on. It's but to Lino's point, he's missed the extra point. It's cost him potentially the game. It's in his head, right? You mm. could have that kick maybe even ten yards closer, and he might have still missed to Lino's part, um, point about putting. Like so, that's I'm interested in what you guys are saying because I'm like for me, it's like sixty six percent Moore's fault, thirty three percent. Pinheiro's right. He's still a yeah. kicker. He still needs to be able to handle the stress and, and yeah. got to get kick the ball. But so he mm. still owns some of it. But for me, Moore was the kind of person who rolled that snowball down the cliff. Yeah, you know? he was the instigator. He was the yeah. he was the absolute instigator in that situation. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and the, uh, the, other, the other person who uh, doesn't do very well off this is is Walker. He's a he's a third third their third choice QB, and he, he'll have stats. This will go against a loss. He'll, he'll probably only play. I don't know dozen or so NFL games over the next two or three years. And this could have been one of his, his famous wins. So I, I think it, and it, that's the sort of thing that they'll, they'll, they'll quote against him. And yeah. people forget what he actually did. I mean, compared to uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm not people regular listeners now, I'm not Baker Mayfield's biggest fan. Um, his, the Panthers actually look all right with him yeah. QB. Uh, and uh, maybe it's an element of what was said in that um, interview. I know it was the Seahawks interview talking about um, look what happens when we, we, everyone plays for a collective, yeah. and maybe that's what the Panthers were doing. And obviously, yeah, they've lost Robbie Anderson. They've lost. Uh, I wouldn't say McCaffrey seemed a problem. Obviously, I'm a big McCaffrey fanboy. Um, he seems decent on Instagram, and I think it's one of those sort of things where, <laughs> yeah, may, maybe they're just a team of these were journeymen. Uh, less egos, that kind of stuff, and they're they're they're, they're collectively better without the the Mayfields and the Robbie Andersons in their squad. So uh, I yeah, think it's right. a real yeah. real shame for um uh for Walker. Uh, I think he's I think he's yeah. looked an impressive QB. 
yeah, nice, nice, to, nice, nice little nod to Walker there. Actually, uh, Lino, I really, I think that's a good shout. Yep. Um, guys, let's move on. That's that was my one, uh, one thing. Uh, Lino, what was your one to round up this section segment this week? It's the it's the Eagles. Um, oh. oh. The only music I could find from Philadelphia, of course. <laughs> oh, Rocky. Yeah, uh, uh, with Eagles. Yeah, a, a little bit more upbeat than um, a bit of a Bruce Springsteen, I guess. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I'm just, I'm just re- really surprised by the Eagles. I think we all had is Jalen Hurts going to be one of these uh, uh, fantasy stars, and you know, the team wouldn't be as strong or as strong to do it. And obviously, AJ Brown was a strong acquisition, but obviously, what they're they seven and zero now or six and zero. Seven and oh, coming off a of bye week, and I thought they looked, um, they demolished uh, Pittsburgh, and I was expecting that to be a challenge for them. And I think they're in a, yeah, I just think, can they sustain it, and are they Super Bowl contenders? Well, like, I mean, seven and oh, playoff bound, I think that's for sure. Yeah, go on. I, I think uh, Pittsburgh was seven and zero, eight and zero a couple of years seasons ago, and then they sort of lost a few games towards the end of the season and got knocked yeah. out in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I know uh, an injury to Hurts, an injury to Brown, and they would they would uh, they they would be behind the they would they would lose a couple of key key weapons. But it's just I think it's it's quite refreshing to see they were a franchise in disarray a few few seasons ago under when they had Wentz, Wentz even, and it's good to see they've made some. Some big changes. They got rid of like the likes of Zach Ertz, and and yeah. again, these are these are good good players, and they're seeing better for it. So yeah, I, I'd be I'm just interested to see what everyone thinks about them. Again, they're one of the teams I've got a soft spot for because of an all or nothing. Uh, I know, I know. What are you a Giants fan? What are you talking? About? <laughs> you're a New York Giants fan in the same division. They can't stand each other, and you're like, I've got a soft spot for them. Uh, I quite like I quite like Dallas as well. So we're in all oh my god! <laughs> Damn, I, I mean, son, where'd you find this? I don't, I don't know where we found this because it's just <laughs> this is just lacking all credibility for this pod. We and um, people are going to listen to this and go. I thought you guys were you talking about around NFL or even maybe just a small... No, 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 no. No, no one's no, listening we... to this pod saying, I think you, I thought uh, you knew you were talking well, about Well, they might think we might know a tiny bit, but hearing someone who's a Giants fan say they've got a soft spot for... Oh, the Eagles was bad enough. Now he's saying the Cowboys as well. Fucking Cowboys. <laughs> are you joking? Uh, are you actually... Do you want interesting stat time about the Eagles? Go, Go ahead. Okay, they're the only the second team in NFL history to commit two or few turnovers through seven games. Wow! Wow! Mm. That's, that's a great stat. Mm. Which is which is you know in and of itself, and a lot of that is of course down to Jalen Hurts. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You know he's really come into his own so far this season. Um, long may it continue. And you know everyone's saying it. The city of Philadelphia is loving its sport at the moment. You know they've got their you know the baseball teams in the World Series, their soccer teams in the MLS final. Um, and and look how the Eagles are going. It's a good time to be in Philly. Let me let me throw this at you to round this bit off. Eagle, the Eagles' remaining fixtures. Yeah. Just both of you, just go win or lose, and I'll run through them. Right. Okay. Uh, Texans. Win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Commanders. Win. Colts. Win. Win. Packers. Win. Should win. Uh, Titans. Should win. Is the Packers sorry? Is the Packers at Lambeau or is the Packers at? Oh uh, yeah, it's at Lambeau. 
Mm, okay, yeah, it's, because because we're getting deep because we're getting deeper into the winter, I'm going to colder. Yeah. Oh no, hold on. Sorry, let me have a look. Yeah, remember they do it the other way around in America. Jeez. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just, uh, <laughs> just do they do this right? Oh, I can't remember. I, who knows, right? They're the Packers, and the Packers are awful, so that's a yeah. win. Uh, okay, next yeah. one, Titans. Uh, I would expect uh, them to win that. Yeah, I'd expect them to win as well. Yeah, uh, Giants. Mm-hmm. I'd expect them to win that. I've got Giants twice, by the way. Once at home, once away. Okay, I'll I'll see one win, one loss. Uh, Bears definitely win. Saints. You think? Oh, I think I'm also showing the Bears. Okay. Um, Saints, the way they're playing, I think they should win. Yeah. And Cowboys. I think they'd lose to the Cowboys. So you both think they'd probably lose one or two games. Giants, maybe, maybe. Cowboys. Yeah, I'd say I'd say two max three. I can I, I can see them going seventeen and zero. Do you reckon they're super? I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against yeah. it. Um, you know, it's obviously going to take it. a lot. It's going to take a lot of things. It's going to take them staying injury free. It's going to take yeah, that bit of luck of as well, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Absolutely, injuries um, key one. Key one. Yeah. But I can see them going seventy. No, I can't see them winning yeah. the Super Bowl. I don't think no. they're the strongest. Just don't think they're the strongest team. But seventeen and zero is not out of the question. It's not a bad year. Last team to do seventeen and zero, other uh, than Barry's Barry's Grizzlies from two thousand and two, according to. <laughs> 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 uh, when, he, when, he, when he was in the league with himself, <laughs> wasn't it the Patri- wasn't it the Patriots the year the Giants beat them in the uh, Super Bowl? I think you might be right. I think I should. Well, um, you should know that, given you're a Giants fan, apparently. But I was a, I was a Patriots fan then. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Right. Okay. Anyway, chaps, that's our what three things for this week. <laughs> Thank you very much, gents, as always. Right, and now it is time to round up week eight. We're already on week eight, chaps. How did that happen? Madness. But let's round up the results of week eight in the ASFL Fantasy League. See you later, alligator. Press the wrong fucking button. <laughs> I mean, uh, I thought it was deliberate, to be honest. No, it actually wasn't. <laughs> I thought it was proper good quality time. Uh, I thought it was, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking amateur. Okay, and first up, we have your top of the table Bears Den Grizzlies taking on Lionel's Reading Renegades. The Grizzlies still on that winning streak, winning 242 points to 225. The OBS Wolfpack beat the Byfleet Sharks this week, much closer game than most anticipated, uh, 191 points to 170. Fitz with his Chiltern Stallions beating the terrible Ochengain Alligators, 251 points to 204 points and match of the week uh, involved me uh, but sadly on the wrong side the Benali Bobags taking a loss to the Essex Musketeers by 222 points to 217 just five points in that match so where does that leave us at the end of week eight well at the bottom the Ockingame Alligators still sitting rock bottom with a one and seven record uh, the Reading Renegades 
still outside the playoff spots, two and six. Fifleet Sharks in sixth place with three and five. There are two teams on four and four, the Essex Musketeers in fifth and the OBS Wolfpack in fourth. The Benali Bobags are third in five and three. Fitz and his Chiltern Stallions are still second with a six and two record and somehow Barry Rankin of the Bears Den Grizzlies is winning six in a row to top the table with a seven and one record. And how are we feeling about that, gents? I know you played him this week, had you? Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty. I think it's probably the highest points I scored this season, and I lost. And um, I would have won. I don't want to sound like um, the alligators, but I'd have been in pretty much every other team. I think other than. Than the, the stallions. Yeah. Uh, shall we go? So, uh, shall we take a deep yeah. dive into your match? Shall we? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Go on then. So the first match up this week we've got is the Bears Den Grizzlies against the Reading Renegades. And as we said, you know, you scored a hell of a lot of points, Lionel. Two hundred and twenty-five points. And I always say that if you score over two hundred points and you lose, you, you're going to be pretty gutted. When you get to two hundred and twenty-five points and you lose, because the Grizzlies ended up scoring two hundred and forty-two, you know, that's pretty devastating. Look, it was a, it was a matchup of the Titans. Uh, the Grizzlies had Alvin Kamara. You yeah. had Kristen McCaffrey. You know, forty three yeah. points to forty one points. Yeah. Um, you had DJ Moore, as you've mentioned already. You scored a massive twenty nine points. Um, you had Amari Cooper, who scored twenty three. Um, Lamar Jackson seemed to be back on form, scoring twenty two. Even Jerry Judy was getting back in the back in the swing of things again, scoring eighteen yep. points. Um, yet. You know, when you're looking at the backfield that the Grizzlies have got, Kamara, as we've mentioned, Pollard from the Cowboys scored 35. He had DeAndre Hopkins, and he's going to go on and on and yeah. on about picking up DeAndre Hopkins, uh, 36 points, um, to lose by, what was it, 15 points in the end. Yeah, I, I if I'd have uh, given on the uh, on the bench for the uh, Say the Redskins, but I can't say that any. The Washington Commanders, <laughs> Commanders, uh, Commanders, and yeah, if I'd have played him instead of Davis, I'd have won. Uh, so that was yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty frustrating. Uh, it's been a few times I've left points on the bench, but in a positive uh, thing, I think the team is is looking competitive. Next week's going to be difficult. It's got a lot of players on a bye week. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I haven't done a what the Musketeers Mus- Esk- Esk- have done and planned it all out strategically. I, I, I can at the moment <laughs> field a, a a team of players in the right position, um, but I've got a couple of players on cues. Uh, I've done one way to request uh, tonight, and yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough. But um, I'm I'm feeling reasonable that my team is getting stronger, so uh, I'm confident yeah. I'm going to finish sixth. Uh, I think the sharks will continue to slide, and uh, fence Nick, uh, and uh, that's, that's that's the plan. But yeah, losing to Barry is always tough. He's he's one of these sort of people who um, I know, plays the uh, I'm going to lose, but he's projected to win by 100 points type card, which um, I think he's he's, he's notorious yeah, for look, doing. Oh, yeah, yeah he was driving us all mental this week. I think it's fair to say because yeah. in, the, in the NFL, in the NFL app, he was projected to win by absolute barrel loads, and yet he was going into the WhatsApp group all the time, going, "Oh God, guys, I'm really, really nervous this week. I'm really, really nervous." And you know, Fitz, you're losing your rag with him. I can't, I can't handle, I can't handle people like at the start of the week. Projected scores. We've talked about this before. I mean, absolutely squat, right? We know that projected scores is a load of nonsense. But when he's got like 
the six o'clock games are finished or five o'clock this week, right? The, more, the early games are finished. He's 50 points up, projected to win by 40. It's like, it's like if he's trying to do it for comedy value to wind you up, Lino, doesn't work. If he's doing it because he generally doesn't think he's going to win, he needs a wake-up call. I, I don't know why he does it. Is it, And it can't be because he's Scottish, right? Like, come on. No. No, 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 no. I mean, no, I mean because, you, can't, you can't think the Scottish thing is expect to lose and then anything else is a bonus, but... Well, but, but, no, but yeah, well, it's, it can't be a Scottish thing because if, if Broadwood is a point ahead, <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be all over the... He'll be, he'll be popping champagne corks. <laughs> so true. Excellent. So true. Look, he's not, he's, not, he's not left a message on the, on the commissioner's voicemail this week, so we'll, we'll, we'll never know. We'll never uh, well, know, but... I, I think the reason he hasn't is he doesn't want to take uh, any. I know he just sees beating me as a as a rich a rite of passage, and he doesn't need to talk about it. So I'm sure he's pretty pretty happy. I'll, I'll, so. I'll do it, I'll do it for him. Oh, I can't believe I won. Oh, I should have lost this week. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to lose every other game this season, and and somehow I'll still win the whole thing because I win the draft every year. There you go, done. Beautiful. Well done. <laughs> Match two, shall we? Um, match two this week was between the OBS Wolfpack and the Byfleet Sharks. Steve's OBS Wolfpack uh, coming out on top, 191 points to Nick's 170 points. Look, I- I'm worried we're losing Nick a little bit. Um, you know, we-, we say this quite a lot. Nick's probably the one who, I don't want to say he's not committed. That's unfair because he does have other things in his life going on. Um, oh. But, you know, as we're getting into bye weeks, you're starting to see the empty slots in his roster that he's just not filling up and just not taking up with waivers. And if he'd, if he'd you know, looked at it and, and, and given it half a chance, there's every chance that he could have just picked someone up and, and, and taken the win this week. But he's, he's not doing it. And in fact, lowest scorers this week and lowest scorers by some distance. In fact, actually, these guys were the two lowest scorers this week, which again is, you know, got to hurt a lot of people. And, you know, Steve won't believe it that he's ended up winning with the seventh highest score of the of the, of the league this week. But um, thoughts about Nick in particular, guys? I'm checking his team for week nine. He looks like he's going to have a reasonably strong team. Uh, I think he's, maybe he's getting his buys. Oh, so he's got quite a lot of buys on the bench. He's obviously pressed the uh, optimize, optimize button. button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I, I, I he's, um, yeah. yeah. Look, I think the fact, the fact I'm below, the fact I'm below him um, yeah. is is a concern. Yeah. He he's predicted to beat the alligators this week. I think they pretty much know. That's a big uh, game. That's a yeah. big big game. Yeah. I mean, in fact, to... in fact, you know, Broad has already come to us and said that like he he thinks that this week is going to be the absolute make or break for him. You know, being bottom, he says that. If he can win this week, uh, he reckons he's still got a chance of making the playoffs. If he doesn't, I think it's fire sale time. Yeah. To be, to be honest, I actually want him to win because uh, then that just means Nick doesn't, the Sharks don't get away from me. Uh, I'm not that confident this week's amount of buys, but next week I'm confident whoever I'm coming up against, I think it'll probably be the, the I think it's the Alligators. Uh, so uh, I'm pretty confident that I can... Uh, Claw back. So I'm actually wanting the alligators to get their second win. And um, can I be honest? Yeah, that'll be it. And then I'll be, be honest. Hmm? I I never want him to win ever. Who? Yeah. Rodded. I just I just I just don't want to happen. I just I just cannot I just cannot abide an alligators win ever. I I mean he doesn't do that many he doesn't win that many times so it's not it's not anything to worry about is it? So um, I will say I will give credit here to. Uh, Grizzly GM Barry Ranking. He did call it a couple of weeks ago on the pod that 
Nick's team would be on a slide for quite some time. So I'll give him credit there. He did predict that the uh, shark slide would happen, partly probably born out of experience that we've all seen the sharks mid-season slump usually kicks in about now. You know, the greens are uh, maybe not as firm as he's used to. He's spending a bit too much time weighing up those 10, 12-foot putts and uh, sort of family commitments and all the rest of it. So, uh, oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Nick would make an ultimate field goal kicker. Nervous still from all those putts. <laughs> Good shout. Good shout. There's every chance. Okay, let's go into game three, shall we? And speaking of the Ockengain Alligators, they cannot buy a win. They just cannot buy a win at all. Uh, losing this week fits to your Chiltern Stallions 204 points to 251 points. Look, it's the first time that Broadwood's broken through the 200 points barrier in a while. Um, and he still bottles it, still pisses the bed. Um, his, his running backs, unbelievably, are doing well for him. Delvin Cook, 26 points, and he picked up a foreman. Um, he got 33 points this week. Um, but Fitz, tell us about your team this week, mate. I mean, uh, 251 um, points, absolute belting bringing it home. I mean, first of all, and I hate to correct you on the stats, Broadwood has scored over 200 points one other time this season, and that was the first game of the season against me. And he lost got, that as well. And he lost that as well. I got 249 <laughs> points then. So to be, to be fair to him, He's had over 200 points twice, and both times I've scored basically 250 points. And um, the score I got this week was the highest that we've seen by any team this season. So you, you kind of, and as you mentioned earlier, you got a feel for him, like you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I said I said that, and then immediately felt like I had to wash myself. So I'm, yeah. I'm not feeling that. I'm not okay, feeling don't that feel that bad. Feeling. I mean, okay. it's it's it's. I, I I probably have to admit a, admit a mistake. I was talking about a bye weeks a few weeks ago. Clearly, my bye weeks are when I face the Gators. That's I've beaten them two and zero this season. Uh, you know, my team's hit form even without Chase after last week's on pod injury. New notifications came through. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy. My team's going well. Uh, very happy. Top, top scorer of the league so far. Just had a few bad weeks in the middle of the season. So, yeah, looking good for the playoffs. And, um, yeah, looking yeah, good. I mean, and, and actually, more to the point as well, looking steady as well. We've talked about ETN already today. Stefan Deggs keeps on yeah. scoring for you. AJ Brown keeps on scoring for you. Waddle, yep. Yep. Um, you know, is, is being pretty consistent. There's there's not a lot of weak links there. Um, yep. Chubb, God, I've not even mentioned Chubb. You've got Chubby 26 boy. points. Yeah, I mean, maybe your individual defensemen aren't bringing home masses of points, but no. you, need, oh, you need them. Your, your kicker got more. Uh, you, um, Broadwood's kicker outperformed yours. Yeah, mine got yeah, minus. He didn't two. even have one. Yeah, <laughs> he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't even have one. He had a blank space in his kicker. I did. Still, I did. Uh... Oh, it's this thing, right? I looked at my team going into Monday Night Football. I had like McPherson as kicker, Chubb, uh, Garrett as my DL, Chubb as my running back, and Burrow. And I was ahead of him already. And you thought, and a little just dropping bit, them all. A little bit of me thought, should I just drop more? And just really, and I thought, Nah, I want the points because I I I want to make sure I've got top points in in the league because I know. Yeah, but, how much... but at the same but at the same time, would that just have not really really annoyed him? Well, look, this is the thing. This is a key decision for me, right? Do you do that to wind up the Gators who are bottom of the league and we all have a good laugh at? And and I'm a bit like, yeah, you beat them, you expect to beat them, or do I? keep my players in and get maximum points and make sure I'm top of the points scored to make sure it's not the Grizzlies who would be going on about it if they were. 
And I'm like, I'm not having that. So yeah, leave the players in and uh, get the maximum points. Because um, I, 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 I think that just shows where you and me are different, mate. Because I would be winding Broadwood up like nobody's business. I, I, I've seen, a, I've seen, I've seen a few people on the fantasy on Facebook on the various fantasy groups and stuff. And you get people who I know if they're winning by a narrow margin, they'll remove their Monday night defense or something. If it's if yeah. I, I know there's a risk, but that to me is just it's. That's, that's that's not cricket. Shouldn't be doing that. It's not in the spirit of the game. No, exactly. Exactly. That should, that should, that should be a DJ Moore flag thrown moment. In the, we, expect, <laughs> we would expect the commish, commish to step step in and and we'd vote for some ad hoc punishment that's completely random. Lino, <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't have sounded more British in that in that explanation. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Right. So we move on to the final match. Yes. Final match of the league was the closest one of the week and it involved me, uh, the Benali Bobags against the Essex Musketeers. Um, and look, it pains me to say it, that the Musketeers um, got me 222 points to 217 points. This was such a back and forth match. I think the lead changed in our game about seven times, you know, throughout the course of the weekend. Um, what happened was that um, went to bed um, on Monday evening um, and I was was beating uh, Paul and the Essex Musketeers by about 15 points or so. I had T Higgins. Uh, he had Mixon and Tyler Boyd. Um, and sadly, Boyd and Mixon just did enough to bring it home by four points. Now, unsurprisingly, because of that, uh, Paul of the Musketeers has left us a voicemail message. So let's have a little listen to it. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Good morning, good morning. GM Paul of the Essex Musketeers here. Feeling very happy because Boar Bags, 217 points. Musketeers, 221. Oh yes, pulled it out of the bag. <laughs> Game went all the way to Monday Night Football against Flem of the Boar Bags. Um, I had two players to play Monday Night Football. He had one player, but I was eight points behind, but woke up to the win. Uh, very happy. want to say big props out to my number one pick this week, Derek Henry. I got absolutely oh, caned when I picked him in the first round. Uh, heckled people, massive mistake. Derek Henry, pff, he's finished. Nope, he's been steady as a rock every week, 20, 25 points. But this week, 35 points from King Henry, the big man. Uh, he's a very happy musketeer too. Also, I'm now four and four. For me, this is a franchise record. I only got two wins in all of last season. So every win that I pick up, I'm just setting records. Four and four, more or less halfway through the season. Feeling pretty happy. Okay. All for one. I mean, two things to pick up on there, right? Okay, first of all, and he makes a good point there. He's four and four now, so so whatever he does now, he's still doing better than than last year. So he's 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 winning it, you know. He's 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 yep. he's done it. So you know, he's having a wonderful old time, and 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 that's great. Playoff bound, um, yeah. But Derek Henry was still a terrible number one pick. At the end of the day, he kind of said, "Oh, I got keen for it," and look what he's done. Okay, like he's 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 done you well in one week. You're still fifth, mate. Yep. Calm down. Who, who would you have taken with number one pick? Because I, uh, I would have taken Jefferson. I would have, I would have taken uh, Chase, who I've picked at number one 
with my eight uh, or seven pick of the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think a uh, uh, new, uh, or what would you call someone in their second season, would be brave enough to take anything other than an RB. I wasn't. <laughs> but, uh, after after five years, I'm. I'm still RB, RB on, on my picks. This is probably where I am. But Lino, Lino, there's nothing wrong with RB, RB, but he picked Derek Henry, who was injured yeah. last season for so many games, you know, and running backs mm-hmm. taken absolute pounding. The Titans' offensive line is not as strong as it has been. He's, like you said, uh, Musketeers are fifth, Musketeers are fifth in the league. Henry's the fifth in running back points scored so far this season. Like, he's not King Henry, he's, he's barely a Viscount, you know. <laughs> so you're you're closer to the throne than him. Uh, so, <laughs> so just just um just 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 um on that, obviously with uh, Taylor, he's not he's not performing too well either. It, it just shows just how up and down some 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 running backs can be. You yeah. can't put. Can't, can't, yeah, the first first yeah. first round picks uh, next season, if you're doing already, are going to be a, a, a world of difference. I mean, oh, there's, there's, ta- there's, ta- Taylor's thirty second. In running back yeah. scored this, you know. Yeah, I, I offered uh, Nick a trade for him. Uh, Nick hasn't responded, which probably is not a surprise. Yeah, it, it doesn't a, mean he's not taking it though. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was a gen, 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 genuine offer. I thought he might might be interested, but now he's not not taking it. Yeah. Well, look, you know, a great win for the Musketeers. You know, I'll, I'll call the Musketeers because it'd be rude of me not taking it and you beat me. Um, I think he's looking safer and safer in the playoffs, which is meaning that there's a potential of one playoff place between three teams. Uh, yeah. And that's after eight weeks of the season. How love mad it. is that? How lovely mad is stuff. That? Lovely, yeah, stuff. lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Right. Shall we look ahead to week nine then, gents? Yes, let's. So the games we have coming up in week nine, which we've already talked about a few of them already. Massive, massive game at the bottom of the league with the Ockengain Alligators taking on the Byfleet Sharks. That could have big implications down the down the bottom half of the table. Um, the uh, Bears and Grizzlies at the top of the table taking on the Reborn Essex Musketeers. Um, it's the new fix. The ball bags against the stallions. It is. I don't hold. I don't hold out much hope. I'm not going to lie. Already, I um, need to get a bit of a miracle there to get a result going. Just hoping I'm not going to go on a downward spiral. And Lionel, you are Reading Renegades against the generally big scoring OBS Wolfpack. Massive game for you again this season. We'll see where we end up uh, next week at the end of week nine. But at the moment, thank you very much. That herein ends this week's fancy football roundup. Thanks very much, Flem. Great roundup of the ASFL uh, after eight weeks. Um, guys, as always, AOB in the last segment of our pod, um, we've actually got a bunch of items. We're going to push a load of them back to a future episode. Um, one we wanted to pick up on, uh, and I know Flem, it's dear to your heart, was what we were discussing last week. And yeah, it was yeah, 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 okay. don't, don't, don't use that phrase, dear to my heart. It's a fucking outrage is what it is. <laughs> it's a fucking outrage, but that's democracy in action, my dear fellow. Mm-hmm. And it is the uh, Anglo-Scott Fantasy Football League's mid-season summit where seven teams voted in a democratic process to encourage 
slash force you to change your franchise. It was a demo. We voted, and Mm. uh, you 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 voted in. You you sent in your postal vote, and unfortunately, your postal vote was one against the seven of us who voted. You change your franchise name, and you wanted to pick up this in AOB today. So uh, the floor's yours, my friend. Yeah, well, I'm still, I'm still furious about it. First and foremost, um, you know, I'm, I am not happy about it. You know, you say it's democracy in action, but you know, bloody North Korean leaders still getting ninety five percent of a successful doesn't mean it's democratic. <laughs> um, but look, at the same time, as as much as I've complained about it, and I am furious about it, I've taken it on the chin, and you know, majority rules and all that, and I'm not going to do a. 6th of January insurrection, don't you worry. Um, I will I will take the vote and uh, and accept it and won't deny it. Um, so um, I've been thinking hard about it this week. Um, and I've actually decided already on my new franchise name for next year. Can, can we guess? You can guess. Okay. Can we, before, before we guess, is, are both names changed or one name? Both names have changed. Okay. And do you want to give us the letter? Because we know you like iteration. So, like, what's what's the letter you're using? No. Okay. Go on, Flino. Give it. You give it a stab, and then I'll have a go. Well, uh, I was going to think it was going to be Bonalani. Bonalani. See, can still no one see it? It's just as well I'm changing it. It's Benali, you prick. Benali. Francis Benali. The Benali Monarchs. That's what I thought it was going to be called. Wow. I mean, oh. you obviously don't know much <laughs> about me. No, I actually, I, I wanted to talk about. In fact, I saw a London Monarchs jersey at the yeah, the Wembley game. I thought you, you'd appreciate that because you, you well, look, no, I, appreciate, I appreciate the NFL Europe old style stuff. Um, yeah. But you know, as a committed Republican, it's probably not going to be top of my list. I'm not going to lie. Fitz, <sighs> I don't know. I, I liked. I know you've, you've changed Benali, right? Because I was thinking Benali badgers. I think I mentioned it on the previous I'm not, pod. I'm not taking Benali badgers. I love a badger as a British animal. You're very, you know, you're very British, and uh, yeah, I'm very not... British. What? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. We'll have to ask our international listeners what they think. But I, I'm pretty sure that you come across as quite British. Uh, uh, but no, if you're not going to be Benali, then you'll be something like, and you've already been the Edinburgh assholes, so. It won't be Edinburgh, it won't be Benali. So you'll either be like uh, Lothian, Pentland, I don't know, fucking uh, something. Uh, you'll be some sort of sub-region of Scotland, blah, 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 and then whatever animal matches that. I don't know. It's hard. Without knowing the first bit, I can't predict the second bit. You can. On, what, okay. What, right. Um, the Benali ball bags will disband at the end of this season and will re-emerge like a phoenix from the flames next season as, drumroll please, we will be the Pentland Pumas. I thought so the Pumas close. was a. I thought the Pumas was a joke. No, absolutely oh. taking the Pumas. I, I thought the Pumas was because did Scotland lose to Argentina and they're called the Pumas? Was that why it was being? Yeah, around? I, I mean we've lost okay. to everyone, so I mean I'm not yeah, I'm not really okay. that bothered about that. Okay, I mean, I'll, um, I'll, I'll the thing the thing, the thing the I logo. will have to say the thing I will have to say that does annoy me slightly about this. Um. Is that it was Broadwood who gave me the idea? Oh, I, I we all went myself, no, myself, myself, and Broadwood and can't Barry of the Grizzlies went to Murrayfield this weekend to watch Scotland lose to Australia at rugby, um, and we were talking about this uh, with our mate Pete. God bless Pete, who had to deal with our fantasy football chat for pretty much two hours before the game, um, and this was the main talk about trying to come up with a new name, and um, 
yeah, I, I was kind of halfway there and we kind of got it together. But I like it. I like oh, it a lot. I just, so I'm keeping I, it. I don't care how much you like it. Broadwood gave you the name. How can you no, take didn't it? Give me, he didn't give me it. We kind you just of said he gave you the together. name. Well, no, no. He, he helped come up with the name. The Gators, who can't buy a win in the league, helped you with the name. No, I just, I, no. I, I just, how can you live with yourself? Quite happily, mate. Oh, mate, seriously. I, know, I mean, I was just about still, to pile on. It's still, it's still better than the Manali Badgers. I mean, I like the Badgers. I mean, the Pumas. Pumas aren't even an animal in this country. Look, I was going to go on and on, on that. Oh, sorry, but... sorry. Oh, I, I, must, <laughs> I must have missed the alligators in the River Thames last week. <laughs> or the grizzlies just freely walking around the well, I don't. I, to be honest, I, I've seen alligators in zoos. I've not seen any Pumas in any zoo. I might be wrong. Well, there's a there Puma might... in Edinburgh Zoo, so Is go and fuck yourself. Yes. Okay, well, I'll go and fuck myself. And Curiously, Google's. <laughs> there's a Puma in Edinburgh <laughs> Just to make sure. <laughs> no, no, it's a, no, it's a Jaguar. Is it, it's a lynx. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could be the Pentland parrots. Uh, what else? Ferrets. Look, 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 look. You can see all names. It is decided. It has been done. Okay. That well, it's, it. it's, it's an animal, so it's better oh. than a pair of balls. So. <laughs> just, just, just let me know when you want me to go and rip off a logo and design one for you. <laughs> no, I'm going to design one myself, mate. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Well, look, as ever, um, Flem, good and Lino, good chat this week. Uh, looking forward to the next week in our Anglo Scott Fantasy League. And uh, um, Flem, where can uh, folks get in touch with us uh, if they want to? Good points. We forgot to do that last week, didn't we? You can get we in did. touch with us on all the normal channels. Uh, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, all of them at Tight Ends Pod, or you can email us. Us. Uh, the email address is tightendspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, and also, if you are listening to this for the first time, or if you've been listening to it forever, um, people in Belgium, welcome back again. Um, then please you know, recommend it to a mate, or um, if you can leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, that would be much much appreciated as well fantastic thanks for the reminder Flem. and uh, as ever enjoy uh, the nfl in uh, week nine folks and we'll catch you next week bye-bye gotta be the parents gotta be the parents <laughs>